this last week, my ordination brothers and I got an opportunity to sit down together and have a meal. And as we sit down and, and spend time with each other, we begin to reminisce about our time together. Because for all of us, a class of six, being so young, aging from 28 to almost 35, and our old, the oldest member of our class is almost 50. All in different stages of life, but all preparing for something different. The oldest member of our class is now a, has been a pastor for almost two years. But yet every one of us after him are now preparing to take on a new responsibility. Being two years out of seminary, we all are becoming parochial administrator, and one of us has already been named the pastor already at his new assignment. And so as we begin to reminisce, we begin to look at our own lives and our journey and vocation, and especially we reminisce about the fact that our first Mass together as priests was on this very solemnity, the solemnity of, the Holy, of Pentecost, of the descent of the Holy Spirit. But what we kind of found funny was the fact that we all begin our journey just as the disciples did today in our gospel reading, in fear. And as we began to talk about our own vocation story and our own journey, we began to see so many similarities to the day in which we come to celebrate our first Mass. So I would like for us to journey together with me and reflect on the word fear in our own lives and what fear does within us and hinders us from doing so that we can begin to rid ourselves of the fear and truly live out the call and the vocation each and every one of us has been called to. But most importantly, put that into practice every day of our lives because we come to find that as we put the works, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our lives to practice, there's a sense of kindness that comes about it a generosity, of joy, of charity, and of many more fruits that are bared from that gift. But what becomes and begins with that fear? As I began my own vocation journey, it began trying and wanting to respond to the call of God. At the age of seven, looking at my pastor celebrating the, past, the Easter Sunday, wondering to myself, why am I so drawn to him? What is drawing my attention to who he was and what he was doing and why he was celebrating Mass? And as I got older, I began to understand what I was drawn towards is the fact that he was a father figure to the community. He walked and journeyed with every single person he tried to get to know them by name, and he would show up to different ministries to visit with his kids to see how they were doing, how they were living out their faith. And even I still remember as a kid growing up, I would have pictures of him at my house celebrating my birthday with a birthday hat on his head and one of those air um, toys, whatever, for birthdays. And so as I got older, coming to understand what that vocation was, began the first fear. The first fear of being incompetent, being unable to give up of myself like that. 
That fear stemmed from the fact that I wanted my life to be a specific way. I wanted to do my own thing. Every day I was in prayer asking the Lord to show me what you want me to do with my life. But instead, I had a list next to me in prayer and said, Lord, here's what I want. Just take this and apply it, and this is, this is everything. But it was in fear because I didn't have control of my life. I didn't get to do what I wanted. What I wanted was what I believed to be good for me, to be what's going to bring me true joy, true happiness, bring out a sense of generosity and charity from my life. But the Lord reminded me through the gifts of the Holy Spirit that it's not the case. So I began to continue to wrestle with that fear. Why do you want me to do this? Why do you want me to give up my life and do this for you? Why, do you, why are you asking me to be generous to you? I thought what I'm doing in my life is enough generosity in prayer, in my faith life. Is that not generous enough? I'm giving my time every weekend to be at your church, to sit there and attend Mass. Is that not generous enough for me? But why are you asking more of me? Why are you calling more of me? That fear continues to foster and continues to fester until I got to my senior year of high school when I finally gave up and said, I'm done fighting with you, Lord. If this is what you want me to do, then give me peace. I sent off my application to the seminary and there was a sense of peace. There was a sense of joy, a sense of happiness. But then comes from that joy, that happiness, the stretching and the challenging to take another step. Sending off the application was one thing. Now fulfilling and following through with that application began the next fear. Getting into a car and driving eight and a half, eight and a half hours down to Covington, Louisiana was the next fear. The fear of failing the fear of unperforming, the fear of not knowing what lies ahead. If I ask you here, how many of you actually know what goes on in a seminary? Raise your hand. Anyone? Like, look around us. Not any, there's not a lot of people know what goes on in a seminary. Or for that fact, does anyone know what goes on in a convent? Some do, some that have gone know. But not, of us, not a lot of us know what that entails. So as I prepare myself to take that eight and a half hour journey down to the seminary, the second fear crept into my life. I thought just saying yes was enough. That was going to check off that fear. There was no more fear. Everything was good. But the Holy Spirit was challenging and stretching me for more. As I continue that journey down there, I was thinking to myself, okay, I've said yes to you. I've done this so far. Why am I still afraid? I come to find out that the fear was not knowing what the seminary entails. In not knowing, I can't display and portray a perfect image of myself. 
I can't go down there not letting people know how imperfect I am, how broken I am as a human being. I wanted to give them the greatest image of myself. I wanted to look perfect. I wanted to look as the holy seminarian. I wanted to look like someone who knew his faith well. But what came out of it was true fear. I was not holy. I was not aware of my faith. And I lacked so much knowledge in my faith. Fear number two. Fear number three came on the ordination day. This fear comes in different ways, but for me, it was the fact of what if. What if I left today and went and got married? What if I went about and didn't really enter seminary? What if I could have just gone home and be with family? This if, after if, after if. The third fear was a fear of trusting in the Lord. The fear in the fact that I was unworthy of this call, this vocation, the ordination I am about to receive. But this is a life-giving call. A life-giving in which I turn my life over to God and become his instrument, become his vessel of grace and of love. But I am a broken vessel. I am imperfect. I don't know what I'm doing. I share with people that me standing here today preaching to you at the way I am now is not the person I was growing up, nor was it the person I was in seminary. I'm not a very outspoken and articulate person. I'm very timid when it comes to public speaking and speaking in front of people. And you guys all look at me funny right now because I'm doing it so well. <laughs> but that was the fear. That fear was still in my heart and was still controlling me because that was not who I wanted to be. That was the call that God was giving to me and the grace that he has bestowed upon me. And lastly, the fourth fear was stepping on the altar and celebrating Mass, the first Mass, my last Mass, and every Mass from then on. The fear in the fact that I am so unworthy of this call, I'm so unworthy of his love, I am a true sinner and imperfect as I am. But through me, through the words of consecration, ordinary bread and wine become the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. Through me, as I gather people together, we pray to give thanks to God for all the wonderful blessings he's bestowed on each and every one of us. We gather together and lead each other in breaking the word of God and applying it into your life but I'm not perfect. I'm not the greatest theologian in the world. I'm not a great scripture scholar. So why am I doing this and why do I get the, the opportunity and ability to do so? All of this is, being, is from the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
Each and every one of us carry those fears within our lives in every different particular way to each of our lives. We have fear of the unknown. We have fear of the unworthiness. We have fear of how can I do this? I'm not perfect. I'm not knowledgeable. I'm not the greatest. I'm not the best at it. But it's not me. It's not I that is doing this. But it's the Holy Spirit that is working in and through our lives. And he gives us the gifts and the strength to do so. And in doing so, we begin to find peace. We hear from our gospel reading today that the disciples are in the upper room in fear. They are in fear of what's going to happen to them. They are in fear of what is going to be expected of them. Because as they leave that room of fear, one thing they know is they will be crucified and killed because of what has happened. They are in fear because they are asked and called to go on mission. And today in our gospel reading, we are reminded again of that mission. But who wants to go out and do that mission? Because that mission leads us, my dear brothers and sisters, to the cross. Jesus appears in their midst when all the doors and windows are shut tight. He appears in their midst and shows them his wounds to illustrate for us that if we're going to live out the mission, if we're going to be sent by the Holy Spirit and do and live out our confirmation as we are intended to, it is going to lead to trial and tribulation. Every day of my life has been a trial and tribulation. But with a trust in the Holy Spirit, there's so much more work to be done. I would invite you to put yourself in my shoes right now, standing in front of a congregation of 1,600, every day, every week celebrating Mass, as a 28-year-old. Now put yourself in my shoes again, receiving the call from Bishop as a 28-year-old with two years of ministerial experience, being sent off to a new parish and a new parish assignment as the administrator, as someone leading the flock. I don't know about you, but every day since that call and every day for the last two years since I've been here could be in moments of fear and in its moments have been moments of fear. But when you trust in the Holy Spirit, everything works itself out. Everything plays in its place and everything works the way the Lord has put into play. The last two years being at the biggest parish in the diocese with only two priests has been a struggle and a challenge because everyone wants to see the priest. Everyone is struggling and is hurting and is in need of God's love and I and Father Flynn can't help everyone. It's the fear that we both have it's a fear that can take over one's life, but I am constantly reminded by the grace of the Holy Spirit, it is not you that is doing this, but it is me. Every day he has sent me to the person he needs me to visit. He has sent me to the person in need of that moment, of need of God's love, in need of God's grace. And every day has been a blessing. 
So there is no fear that we should hold within our hearts, but we should have confidence and trust in the Lord and trust in the Holy Spirit that everything we do has a purpose, has a reason, and has a mission. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we celebrate Pentecost Sunday, we're reminded and challenged today by the Holy Spirit not to have fear, to be fearless and to trust in the Holy Spirit and to be led by the Holy Spirit into this world to share the good news, to preach the good news. Because if we do the work of the Holy Spirit and we follow the leading and prompting of the Holy Spirit, what we are promised and are given is peace. We hear Jesus say today, peace be with you. This peace is not the absence of chaos within our lives, but the order of our lives to its full potential. That full potential will lead us to the cross. We will have suffering. We will have difficulties. There's going to be trials and tribulation. I promise you that, my dear brothers and sisters. But at the end of the trial and tribulation, if you remain faithful to the end, you will become better. Our faith journey is a journey of exercise. God is our trainer. He is stretching us and challenging us to grow, to be the best person we're called to be, and to be the person God meant us to be. So let us not live that life in fear anymore. Let us live in confidence, in hope, in joy, in excitement, in enthusiasm for the Lord, beginning today. Let's not wait till tomorrow. Let's resolve today together as brothers and sisters, as one body, that I will live my life the way the Holy Spirit is prompting me to do and I will pursue what he's called me to do till the end so that we can live a life of peace, of joy, of happiness that we were meant to have from the beginning of time. Amen.